We want to welcome you to another episode of True Wisdom, where we continue to search the Bible for the truths that God has for us. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew. Greetings. And we are going to get right into it, and by right into it, I mean prayer. So, Andrew, could you pray for us this day? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege of Bible study. We thank you for technology with which we can share it. We invite your presence to be with us, grant us your Holy Spirit, and help us that we will rightly divide your words of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so what special topic are we covering today? Well, before we do the special topic, we have to remind people about truism, the need for it. Well, I was getting um, to that after the special topic, but go on ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you and your desire for spontaneity, um, that's, it's, uh, it's interesting how God has made all of us. We have similarities and we have differences, and, and they all work together for at least, um, I don't know, uh, I would say it, it makes things spicy. Definitely. Life is spicy. Um, Proverbs 9, 9, and 10, give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. And that's our, that's our theme verse, Proverbs 9, 9, and 10. And it's the word of God that we seek in order to obtain true wisdom. Now, the topic we have is found in Acts. Where am I here? In Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Hmm. There are lots of stories in Acts chapter 19. We've dealt with one previously, the whole story. We've alluded to one while dealing with a different topic. And now we're going to verse 11. Between those verses 11 and 20 is where we want to be. All right. Acts 19, and we're reading between 11 and 20. Okay, mm -hmm. so, and God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the disease departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Okay, hold on a second. Okay. So, Peter, earlier in Acts, we learned that, that, the Holy Spirit is doing really awesome things through Peter because if his shadow passes on, on them, people are healed. Now, and now we're learning that for Paul, people are bringing items of clothing to him and he's touching those items. And when they go back to the people, those people are healed. So things that touched him are holy. Now, Jesus promised the disciples that they would do greater things. Jesus promised the disciples that they would do greater things than he did. Right, right. And this, these are two examples of ways in which God um, magnified his servants so that their ministry was even more powerful or had elements in it that were more powerful than even Christ. Right, than right? he had manifested. Have, right, because we had people who were healed by touching Christ's garment. We had people that asked Christ to just speak rather than show up in order to be healed. But, but even this is more significant sounding 
than the things that Christ manifested himself while in his earthly ministry. Right. These are some differences that uh, were not shown during Jesus' ministry, correct? So we're at verse 13. Mm -hmm. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirit. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We abjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Okay, hold on. What's interesting, you know, that the the title of this is um, having a form of godliness, but, but denying the power thereof. One of, um, one of the things that we have to be careful with in, in dealing with uh, people is that we have to recognize that we require a direct relationship with, with, um, with Christ. Right. right? right. Our spiritual experience cannot be based on having heard about Christ or dealing with Christ separately, you know, um, through intermediary. Our relationship must be direct. These seven sons of Sceva, who's a Jew, who's a chief priest, in fact, they want the benefit of all the stuff that's going on. Did you notice how... Um, this section of the of the passage starts with the special miracles of Paul. Right. Right. It starts with the special miracles of Paul, and then we have these groups who who decide that they are casting out demons, and they decide, hey, we are going to leverage this power that that of this Jesus that that guy knows, and um, and they're about to learn that. Um, you can't really do miracles by proxy. Yeah. Right? It's not that the power it's not that the power isn't real, but the power isn't really yours if it's happening through some other agent. This is name dropping does not work in the spiritual realm. Right. And it's uh, Christianity is all about personal relationship. It's Absolutely. Uh, what's the phrase trying to uh get to heaven with your parents' relationship? Uh, right. <laughs> so that doesn't right. apply. Right. Okay. So, yeah, this is interesting. So the, the spirit, the 15, the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? I know the people you're referencing, but that's not important to this interaction here. I'm here. You're here. I know who they are. But who are you? Mm. So Skiva was his name, not the title. Yes, Skiva is, is the Jew, the chief of the priest, and it's his seven sons that right. are here. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting, in verse 13, it called them vagabond Jews. <laughs> yes. I guess the exorcist part of it is what made them vagabonds? Um, that's a good question. The, the vagabond part is wandering around. So these are Jews that are not, they're not stationary. They're just traveling about. They're nomadic. And they're, and they're 
going in search of people to cast demons out of. So they're not stationary, they're nomadic, right? We have come to use the term vagabond as people who are worthless because we generally associate people who are stable with having stable housing, um, stable location, and therefore they're productive members of society. And, and that's how we've come to use the term vagabond over time. Vagabond here just meant um, they're wandering about, wayfaring. Because we, we ought to be careful, right? By the strict terminology, Christ didn't have a place to stay either. Mm-hmm. Clearly he had customs, but he did not have his own place. He stayed with friends. He stayed with places. And, and, and when there was no other place to stay, he stayed in the Mount of Olives. Mm. Okay? Um, so Christ was a little bit nomadic as well. Um, but these guys are, are really wayfaring. And the Greek word that's used here uh, means to come all around, to stroll, to vacillate, to fetch a compass, to wander about. Hmm. Okay? And, and we have, as, as a society, um, as we moved into the time of the, the Middle Ages, we took the vagabond to mean people who just didn't have anything stable and they were roaming all the time with no purpose. Loitering. As it, well, loitering is kind of not a good example because loitering is hanging in place for no reason. <laughs> uh, vagabond is, is more just traveling about for no reason, no purpose. Mm. Okay. 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 So we're at, let's see. I'll read verse 15 again, just to give the context. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? Who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. (sighs) Boy. One man filled with an evil spirit beat up seven men. Mm-hmm. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Yeah. Now, isn't that interesting? Yes. Isn't that interesting <laughs> that these people came about to do foolishness, and they, they kind of validated what the apostles were doing by trying to do it, you know, they looked at the situation and said, if they can do that, I can do that. And they went off to, we're here to, to do some exorcism. And they went to a house, right? So that's what we're told. That's, it wasn't clear in the beginning, but verse 15, verse 16 says, the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overcame them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. So they went to a house where this person was, and they went to do their little exorcism, and it utterly failed. And in so doing, that magnified the work and reputation of the apostles, mm-hmm. because the apostles didn't have any such failures. And it became apparent that this wasn't showmanship or any kind of entertainment that was going on. This was some real stuff that was happening. And when other people tried to do it, even vicariously, it failed. Yes. It, 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 it shows the power of God, and it shows, wait a second, this man and his followers were able to do something that regular people cannot do. And just remember what, what, you know, 
what the evil spirit said. Jesus, I know. It's it's sad in our eyes when the evil can can bring you notoriety. But I think Mm -hmm. it also shows that um, Jesus can overcome anything, even bad press, so to speak. So well, and and no, go ahead. Well, if you look at it, there's a second way to see it too. Because if you remember in Mark five, where where um, the demoniac is is uh, dealt with, right? That Jesus deals with the demoniac, and the the demons, a legion of demons, is afraid of what Christ will do. They're concerned that their judgment time is is come. Um, but if you look at, at this, he uses, he leverages the name of Jesus, right? Or I shouldn't say he, they, they, these seven sons of Sceva leverage the name of Jesus, right? They say, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the demon says, I know who Jesus is. And I know who Paul is. And he puts those two people together. Now, granted, it is a response to the Jesus whom Paul preaches. But Mm -hmm. he's basically saying, those two people create problems for me. But who are you again? Mm -hmm. Who are you again? And it's interesting that the story that follows this one is, um, well, no, it isn't this story. It was a couple chapters ago where um, Paul and Silas went Philippi and they dealt with the casting out of the demons from that girl, hmm. right? So we have, Paul has, has cast out, has rebuked demons and they've left. Um, Jesus cast out demons. The disciples all had an opportunity, even Judas, to do it before but the, the, the demon is like, I don't think you understand how this works. Because mm. I, know, I, know, I know the people you're referencing. And those people give me problems. Mm-hmm. Not so much with you. That's, it, it, it does show the power. It shows our need to have a personal relationship. And that way, if we're in a position to call upon Jesus, it's because we know him. <laughs> Not because we're right, counting yes. on somebody else. Yes, yes. Well, um, we still have three verses to go. Verse 18, and many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Man. So curious arts. What What is that euphemism? What is that? Means. Black magic, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. spiritualism. Um, yeah. So those people. Witchcraft and all that other yeah, stuff yeah. that they had been involved in. The magic arts. They renounced their work even to the point of $50,000. Now, uh, there's, there's a good reason why they counted, where they talked about the money. Um, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. There was a conversation I was having today just about how much money drives us and the decisions we make are all about money. And you can see this is one of those cases where it's either Jesus or about money. 
You can't right. follow both. Right. But when you follow right. Jesus, the money doesn't matter all that much. No. No. And it goes to show the willingness to sacrifice because this had been an investment, right? These weren't, this wasn't $10 worth of books cumulatively. This was 50,000 pieces of silver. So, you know, it says many. We don't know how many people brought those books together, but no matter how you look at it, I don't care how you look at it. If it was 100 people, if it was 1,000 people, the fact is, a, a large, many people brought together all the books that they had had together, okay? I mean, seriously, even if it was a thousand people who had an equal number of books, that's still 50 pieces of silver for each person. That's not cheap. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, that's not cheap. But it was with the willingness that you mentioned, it's just with willingness. Yes. And it's interesting, think about this. It was a negative scenario that caused them to realize the worthlessness of that stuff. <laughs> this wasn't because Paul had healed a bunch of people. It wasn't because any of, it wasn't because of an active working of the Holy Spirit in that direction. It was, it was humans working in their own power and not making it to the level of Holy Spirit power and everybody saying, oh, wow, now I really see the value in this other approach because this stuff is no joke, right? I might have been thinking that this was a farce, reality TV, some sort of setup, but I just saw a contrast between what these guys were doing and what these guys could not do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the name of the Lord Jesus is magnified. That's it. And, then, you know, that's a powerful few verses, considering mm-hmm. how it starts with, with Paul's personage being able mm-hmm. to heal people just from things being in contact with him. That's, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. And then, in truth, from that point on, Paul wasn't even the subject. But no. it, it, it showed <laughs> Paul's relationship, and the relationship is what led other people to seek a relationship. Exactly. And, and what's interesting about 11, right? God wrought special miracles. The Holy Spirit is clear to get this point across. Luke is clear to deliver it faithfully. God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed. God did this. And evil spirits went out of them. And evil spirits went out of them. He, he was able to heal people and have evil spirits removed because a cloth he had been holding was brought over to somebody else. God allowed that. God facilitated that. Mm. Yet, yet, so things that had touched him could be used as though he were using them. But simply invoking his name did nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And simply invoking the name of Jesus did nothing. So we should be careful because everybody who just blurts out the name of Jesus might not have a connection with Jesus. Right, exactly. Exactly. And we should be careful that we are not just blurting out the name of Jesus without an actual connection to Jesus. Yeah, very, very true. Well, it looks like we've come to the close. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this is the thing. You don't need to read entire chapters to get an important lesson out for me. I mean, you can take out Three important lessons. 
For one, the Holy Spirit was still working miracles after Jesus left. For two, mm-hmm. which means that Jesus kept his promise, you will have greater power than I had. Two, mm-hmm. it's the relationship that gives them the power. It's the relationship with Jesus that gives them power. And yes. three, that when people really turn to the Lord, they they don't let anything stand in their way. Not even what they're business was, not even what their profits were. You know, you can compare that to the people. Right. You can compare that to the people who lost all their pigs when Jesus Mm. sent the demoniac and the the evil spirits into them, the legion. Mm -hmm. And those people just said, get out of my town. You've you've cost us our business. Or when when uh Peter um the woman who was following Oh, I'm going to see. I'm. I might mix. No, Paul. it was. It was Paul. Yes, thank you. It was mm-hmm. Paul because I'm. Mm-hmm. As I was, even as I was saying Peter, I'm like, wait, no, no, no. So it was Paul, who, mm-hmm. as they were walking through the town, and the woman was following them for days, saying that these mm-hmm. were um, uh, servants, servants of, of the God, Most High God. Most High God. And when he finally yes, had enough, the way of salvation. Yeah, those people. They weren't ready for the gospel. They weren't ready for those changes. So, But you can see when people are ready for the change, the steps they'll take. So these are wonderful lessons in just a short few verses. Amen. Amen. So thank you. We pray that this lesson has touched you. We pray that you have been able to uh, learn something new from it. And we pray that you will continue to study the Bible for yourself don't just take our word for it. Read it for yourselves and and find out what it says. And if you have questions, if there's something you'd like us to cover, you can reach us at email at truewisdom at spaceage-llc.com, or you could reach us on Twitter at truewisdom underscore pod, P-O-D. Um, eventually, We will work over to getting a Facebook page. I know that people love to have discussions on Facebook, so we will work towards that. All right. I think it's my turn to close us out. Absolutely. Dear Lord, we thank you for this lesson. We thank you for reminding us how the relationship is important to access the power with which to change lives. And we pray each and every day that we work on our relationship with you. You've always said you're there. If we seek, we will find. If, if, if we knock, you will open. And so we, we pray that we will continue to seek you with all our hearts so that we will have access to the power to change lives and to turn other people to you. Bless us. Keep us throughout this next week until we come to our next study. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you again, Andrew. And here's hoping you have a blessed week.